Welcome to Growing in Grace, a weekly program featuring informal conversation to help with growth in understanding the gospel and to live in the freedom that comes through Jesus Christ. And now, here's the hosts of Growing in Grace, Mike Kapler and Joel Berizaki. Welcome once again to Growing in Grace. I'm Mike Kapler, along with my friend Joel Berizaki, taking just a few minutes here to have some informal conversation about the the good news of God's Word and uh, how it applies to our lives today. Uh, we're not theologians. Uh, we're not uh, fresh out of seminary or anything like that. Just a uh, just a couple of guys who just love God's word and have discovered this message of of grace through Jesus Christ that has just revolutionized our Christian lives. That's for sure, right, Joel? Oh, that's for sure, man. And I just want to point out something. You're one of the only people, Cap, who's ever pronounced my name right. Uh, I just want to thank you for that right off the bat here today. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I had it right at first, though, when we first met, but that's because <laughs> when I first... Here's the story. When I first met you, uh, your friend was purposely calling you something different than how you actually pronounced your last name. I think he knew that. But I didn't, and so I always just thought that's how you pronounced your name. But Brizaki is what is is how it's pronounced. Brizaki, and yeah, mm-hmm. lately my my seven year old son he's been writing stories, and he'll make uh, he'll make his own books. I mean, he'll make his own ten, twelve page books, and he'll write a cover. He'll, the cover page will say Jared Brizaki, and then in parentheses pronounced, and he so it shows how it's pronounced because it it doesn't exactly it's not exactly pronounced like it looks. But uh, we're kind of getting off the track there. But in, <laughs> we do. We like to have fun, and we like to we like to talk about some serious things. The the, the grace of God and how wonderful He is to us. Uh, Jesus, you know, we just we just got through the the Christmas season here, and Happy New Year to everybody. And throughout the Christmas season, of course, people talk about the birth of Jesus Christ. He came into the world as a man. And for the last couple of weeks, we've been talking about a little bit about that, about why Jesus became a man. And we, I think, have a few more thoughts on that. Uh, Adam and Eve were human beings, of course. God created Adam. Uh, the curse came because Adam and Eve uh, ate from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. God had told them not to do that. And they covered themselves uh, with leaves once they realized uh, their shame. Before that, they weren't even aware of, of their nakedness. They weren't aware of right and wrong. They didn't know any of this, and all of a sudden, there they were ashamed, covering themselves, but that covering, yeah, we've gone through some of this in the last couple weeks, that covering wasn't good enough. God then made basically the first animal sacrificed, because he ended up covering Adam and Eve with the skin of animals. I know you had talked a little bit about that, Cap. Well, yeah, let's take a look at some of what you're talking about here, Joel. Just real briefly, let's let's read a few verses out of Genesis. Uh, follow along with us if you can. Um, <clears throat> the fall of, of Adam and Eve, the fall of mankind. After they disobeyed and, and ate the fruit that you were talking about, Joel, they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam, his wife, Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. They were hiding. They were afraid. The Lord called to Adam and said, Hey, where are you? As if he didn't know. But I, I, you kind of get the feeling maybe he was asking him uh, a question, not where's your location, but where are you at? You know, I mean, wh- where are you coming from? Um, and Adam said, I heard your voice in the garden. I was afraid. I was naked. I hid myself. And God said, Who told you you were naked? Have you eaten from that tree? And then, then Adam said, Well, that woman you gave to be with me, she gave me the, of the tree, and I ate. 
Uh, you know, isn't that just like a kid? Are there any parents listening here today? <laughs> you wonder where our kids get it from or where we got it from. Um, that's a, a classic example of uh, it's not my fault. That's you ga- yeah, you gave this woman to me and she gave me the fruit. Um, of course, it was Adam's fault. But uh, I just find that kind of interesting. And so the, the story goes on. We, we're, we're familiar with it. In fact, once uh, God had uh, talked with Adam and Eve after first discovering uh, what had taken place, uh, he turned to the serpent whom uh, apparently Satan uh, had appeared as. He turned to the serpent and said that I am going to put enmity between you and the woman and between your seed and her seed. He shall bruise your head and uh, you shall bruise his heel. In other words, that's the first prophecy here in the scripture of the coming of a Savior that we came to know as Jesus Christ. God predicted it back there in Genesis chapter 3, verse 15. God was predicting uh, and really prophesied, I guess, if you want to use that word, that, that uh, he declared that there would come a seed of the woman, a human, uh, somebody out of the race of mankind that would win this victory back for mankind. The victory that had just been lost was going to be won, but it was going to have to be won with a man. I think that's a, a very important, you know, distinction to make because God didn't say that that the uh, that the Savior or that the person who would uh, crush the serpent's head would be God, would be someone greater than human beings, but it would actually come from the seed of of Eve, come from the seed of of human beings, would be a human being. So it's very important for us to to remember that the Savior had to had to be a man that's what god promised in the first place yeah and and it's important to realize that because god gave man dominion authority on this planet it was all of that was given to man Uh, of course god has an overall control but god couldn't just take away and i know we touched on this uh, during the last couple of weeks but god couldn't just take the situation that had uh, turned into turned into a catastrophe here he couldn't just take that turn it inside out and say well you goofed up this time, but I'm going to fix it for you, but you better watch out next time. God couldn't do that because the Bible says God can't lie. And God had already spoken and declared that man had authority, and being a free moral agent, having a free will to choose between right and wrong, man willingly, even though he was deceived, he willfully forfeited that dominion. And God couldn't just take it away from the serpent or the devil and, and give it back to man. That would have been, shall we say, illegal for God to do that because he, it would have, it would have uh, destroyed his integrity. Um, and so that's why God was predicting that a man would win this authority back, of course, referring to Jesus Christ. Something else you also mentioned uh, in the beginning of the program, Joel, um, that God, and this is one of those verses that's really easy to skip over, but later on in that chapter that we've been reading, the Bible says that, also for Adam and his wife, the Lord God made, I've got the New King James Version here, the, the Lord God made tunics of skin and clothed them. Uh, the implication here is that God apparently had killed animals and had clothed Adam and Eve with the skins of those animals. And as we read on through the Bible, what appears to have taken place here was a, a blood sacrifice. To, I mean, it wasn't any of that faux fur you see out there, that's for sure. <laughs> I mean, it was real. I mean, when God covered them with animal skins, it was the real deal. It was the real stuff. It sure was. And uh, it's just interesting that Adam and Eve probably witnessed God performing a sacrifice. Isn't that interesting? As, as you read through the, the Old 
Testament scriptures. Uh, think back to that sometime as you get further along into the Bible or do a study later on uh, with the Jews and the, the animal sacrifices that took place. Think back to Genesis chapter 3 when God perhaps performed the very first one that man saw. So, so all these things are, you know, it's important things. Like you say, Kev, sometimes we just skim over these things and don't think a whole lot about it. Like, I never really thought a whole lot about the, the fact that Adam and Eve had covered themselves, but uh, that wasn't really good enough for God. He needed the uh, the blood uh, sacrifice, the, 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 the skins of animals, so it's good to think about these things. And then uh, as, we, as we move ahead in, in history, after Adam and Eve were there and Cain and Abel, and then the whole line of people came from Adam and Eve and through Cain and Abel and so on and so forth up to Abraham and then uh, we eventually get to Mary and her giving birth to Jesus uh, the virgin birth and Jesus Christ appearing in this world as a man on our uh, Christmas cards that we sent out this year we I put a verse uh, uh, from from Philippians talking about Jesus Christ who being in the form of God didn't consider it robbery to be equal with God, but he made himself of no reputation, taking on the form of a bondservant, coming in the likeness of men, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. So Jesus Christ was God, is God, and he, being totally God, said, I'm going to humble myself. Now, can you imagine this? God... The person who, now the Bible says, Jesus Christ, everything was created by him and for him and through him. God humbled himself and came to the earth as one of us. He appeared exactly as we are, and he did it because he loved us and because of this promise that God had made. He had made this promise to send the Savior to crush the serpent, to crush Satan, but with the foot of a man. Well, I, you know, we we touched on it briefly. I think um, I think it was last week, Joel, that Jesus performed the the fantastic works and the miracles, all of that. He he performed all of those not because he was the Son of God. And I think I know from much of my Christian life, that's what I thought. I mean, I believed Jesus was the Son of God, and I thought that's why he was able to do all the great things that he did. Um, and it's true that he is the Son of God, but that's not why he was able to um, perform some of the mighty works that he did when he walked as a man here on the earth. The reason he was able to do what he did was because God moved through him. Jesus, the man, was moved through by the Spirit of God. In other words, Jesus uh, became the really the first man that God was able to anoint with the Holy Spirit with, with unlimited measure. Uh, he, he was totally... Um, uh, saturated with the Spirit, totally anointed with the Spirit because he hadn't been born into sin, for one thing. Keep that in mind. He was born of a virgin. So, you see, right away, you and I started out completely on the wrong foot. Uh, even if we had never done anything wrong, we were born, we had a, we had a, a birth problem. We were born wrong. And Jesus wasn't. And, and he lived a perfect life. He, 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 he lived as a man without sin. Even though he was tempted, just like we were, he, he, he did it without sin. And so God was able to use this man 
the in fact you know i i'm not sure if we said the statement or not uh, last time joel but i heard a, a teacher of, of the bible one time make a statement and it stuck with me he said that you'll never really begin to understand your identity in christ until you can begin to see jesus more as the son of man rather than the son of god once you begin to see jesus more as the son of man uh, then you'll begin to relate to how God looks at you uh, with this new identity. I think that's true. And, you know, Jesus talked about how the things he did, you know, we would do the same things and even greater things. And it's obviously not because we're God. I mean, and, and Jesus went, went around doing the things he did, not because he was God, but because he was man. In fact, in Acts 10, you know, 38, it talks about how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, how can God anoint God? Now, we don't want to take away, of course, from the deity of Jesus. We're not doing that at all. We're just talking about the fact that Jesus appeared on earth as a man, and God anointed this man, Jesus, with the Holy Spirit and with power, who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. That's straight out of the Bible, Acts mm-hmm. 10.38. Jesus Christ, the man, uh, walked by the power of the Holy Spirit. He did all these things because God was with him. And this, and it's the same with us. The things that we do, the way that we live our Christian life, is not by our own power, uh, but it's by the power of the Holy Spirit. And w- like you say, Cap, we need to liken our walk, I guess you want to call it, with God, to Jesus when, his, when he was walking the earth. There, there's a tremendous parallel to learn there, Joel. And we'll talk more about it next week. We're out of time for this one. Well, thanks for joining us. We'll talk more about this uh, wonderful subject of growing in grace next week. You've been listening to Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Baruzaki, a weekly program featuring informal conversation to help with growth in understanding the gospel and to live in the freedom that comes through Jesus Christ.